This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, everybody? Curtis Wilkerson with Hogsports.com here. You know, it's been less than a month since Arkansas cleared out the stands early in Rupp Arena beat Kentucky by 15 points there on February the 7th. Today, Kentucky returned the favor. They spoiled senior day, ruined the whiteout, and, and they beat the Hogs here in the regular season finale, 88-79. to No Severe Wheeler, no Cason Wallace, no problem. For John Calipari and the Wildcats, they came in here and, and, and did whatever they want. Uh, you know, in this game, especially on the offensive end of the floor, it was physical, it was chippy, it was chaotic. It was one of the most wild games that I've attended uh, since I've been covering the beat here at Arkansas. Um, but boy, I sure didn't walk in here today expecting a shorthanded Kentucky team to beat the Razorbacks in a game that means so much to Arkansas at home. Surprised by that. Just an incredibly frustrating game to cap what's been an incredibly frustrating regular season for the Razorbacks, who finished 19-12 and and 8-10 and in SEC play. And they've had some injuries, of course, and that, that's impacted things, but, but there's been inconsistencies with their play, too, that has led to some of this. Boy, I didn't have Arkansas coming in this season and, and finishing up before postseason play with 12 losses. I just didn't. If you did, more power to you. But there's too much talent on this roster for that to be the case. And there's lofty standards in this building. Eric Musselman set that himself. He set the precedent and the standard with how well they've played in here. So, you know, when you look at it and what they what they finished 13 and 3, 14 and 3 in here this year, uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a really good record. Uh, but man, three losses in Bud Walton Arena, that feels weird. It doesn't feel right. Because it's one of the best home court advantages in the country. Just a tough game. Yeah, a tough game. You know, the the officiating. Say what you want about it, you know, I, I thought there were some, some ridiculous calls and just some ridiculous stretches where things got so chaotic uh, and physical and chippy, and I, I don't know if they had control or really a grasp on what was going on. You know, the, the skirmish there between Mikel and Oscar Sheboy at the beginning of the game, that started from the opening tip. Okay, with, with both of those guys kind of levin, you know, laying he, uh, heavy blows there, elbows, Sheboy hit Mikel up high. And, and then they got into the skirmish, and, and it resulted in what it resulted in, which th- there was some controversy about that. We couldn't figure out what was going on. I guess Sheboy got a dead ball tech out of that. I don't know. But I know Mikel also got a foul, and, and that was his second. He goes to the bench less than four minutes into the game, and immediately you have a ticked-off National Player of the Year in Sheboy who scores 10 straight points for Kentucky. And, you know, it was kind of a back-and-forth up to that point. It was just the opening minutes. But Kentucky never trailed from that point after Sheboy went on his run. This is a little bit of a turning point there, right? And then, you know, the Devo situation early in the second half, I've got to go back and watch and see what's going on. In real time, uh, I thought that Devo drew an offensive foul and was reacting to that with the fist pump. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then he got hit with the T. And, and so what I was wondering is, 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 did the officials who obviously called the foul on Devo de- there, uh, did they think that he was responding negatively to that? 
if that was the case, that sucks. Or if he was just really ticked at the call and he reacted aggressively in that way, then, then he earned the tech. I've got to go back and watch it. So I, I don't know in this moment, but what I do know is you can't pick up the second one after that. Eyes are going to be on you. He was on the other end of the court there uh, and picked up that second technical foul. And then, you know, you've got your veteran leader in a game like this who was, who was playing fairly well. Um, and you don't have him for the last 18 minutes of the game. And then it's a huge swing because Kentucky hits four free throws and then they knock down a jumper. And, and so you cut into that deficit a little bit. And the next thing you know, they go on a 6-0 run without even having to do anything. So that's frustrating. If, if you're a coach, player, fan, whatever, uh, that essentially iced the game. Arkansas made a little bit of a run. They cut it down to five at one point, uh, but it was short-lived. Kentucky stretched it back out, and they really cruised in this basketball game. Uh, you know, listen, Arkansas, uh, they, they really have no, no excuses and no one to blame but themselves for the most part in this one. I mean, Kentucky had no guards. No Severe Wheeler, no Kaysen Wallace. They, were, they had to move a wing to the point. There were times they were out there, it was kind of like Tennessee when they lost Ziegler, where they might have one guard, you know, one wing handling the ball, and they got four forwards running around out there. But what it did was gave them a lot of length and a lot of physicality and a lot of toughness. Uh, but, but given that, for them to score 88 points on 53.7% shooting in Bud Walton. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Boy, that's tough to overcome. Uh, Antonio Reeves, 37 points on 17 shots. That's a huge game. You look like Kobe Bryant out there, extremely efficient. Like Must said after the game, not many guys score 37 on 17 shots. He hasn't seen anybody do it since he's been coaching at Arkansas or Nevada. 
and nobody's done it against Arkansas in a long, long time. And I guarantee you, I don't even have to look at it to know that's a career high for Antonio Roof. There's no knock on him. He played phenomenally. He took over the game. They needed someone to step up point guard, uh, and he did that. And Arkansas didn't have an answer for him. It wasn't Devo when he was in there. It wasn't Council when he was doing it. Uh, and, and, and Walsh struggled with him as well. I mean, the guy was just a bucket getter in this game. Uh, and and that's, that's part of the recipe to lose a game like this at home. But the bigger part of it, uh, <laughs> you know, is, listen, okay, I, there are some positives. I thought Arkansas took care of the ball, right? 14 assists to six turnovers, that's good. I thought Arkansas, despite, you know, some of the physicality things there, um, I thought they played extremely, extremely hard. They wanted it. Uh, that much I felt like I could tell because you were seeing Anthony Black doubled over. Jordan Walsh, you know, sucking air. Those guys were playing hard. They wanted it, okay? But some of the execution killed them. And, and just some of the, the playing through physicality. Because I thought they played physical, but did they play through physicality and find success there? Um, no, they didn't. Because, you know, the Hogs shoot 35.7% from the field. It's almost 20% less than Kentucky in their own gym. Uh, miss a dozen free throws. And they go 2 of 20 on layups. <laughs> so, so what do you expect? I mean... Listen, when your philosophy is to get downhill and get to the rim and finish at the basket and draw free throws and get to the charity stripe and knock them down and convert that way, you can't miss a dozen free throws and you can't miss 18 layups and expect to win the game at the end. Like Musselman said afterwards, there was just a lid on the rim. And, and so in terms of the finishing through contact, um, I don't know how you work on that at this stage of the season. And it's, it's weird because they've had one of the highest two-point percentages in the country all year. Um, is it fatigue? Is it just the nature of, of the teams that they're playing and how physical they are? Obviously, Bama's so long and athletic. Tennessee's big, strong team. Kentucky played really physical today. I don't know, but that's what you're going to see moving forward because it's, it's postseason time, and those games are naturally more physical. The free throws are maddening. They just are. And if you don't think Arkansas works on them, then you're crazy. They do every single day. And they do drills that kind of mimic the pressure of the situation that you might find when you step up to the stripe. But at some point, reps, whatever, you got to have the confidence. you got to go step up and knock them down. Maybe some fatigue set in with some of the misses there. I don't know. Um, but to win in March, you gotta, you got to be good about your bread and butter, which is getting to the rim. Um, and you got to take, the, you got to get the freebies, man. You got to get them. And for the last several games here, Arkansas hasn't done that. And so, yeah, it's a concern going into postseason play, no doubt about it. Um, listen, you know, Nick had 25 um, on 23 shots. I thought he was, I thought he was ultra aggressive. He played hard. Um, you know, maybe something to build off there. I thought Jordan Walsh. He was kind of challenged uh, by Musselman in the pregame presser that he needed to be more aggressive like he was the first time at Kentucky. I thought he was that. Didn't finish everything, uh, but boy, he played hard. He made an impact on, on both ends of the floor. I thought I was impressed with him. I mentioned Kamani Johnson, uh, you know, in Arkansas was, was struggling in the front court with, with foul trouble and containing Chiwe for a stretch there. I thought he gave him really good minutes. He, he was physical. He was tough. Um, you know, so those are good things. But man, seeing, you know, with, with two minutes or more left in the game to see the stands empty here at Bud Walton Arena, that's a tough pill to swallow. I don't like, I don't like seeing that. And, but I'm not saying I necessarily blame anybody, given, given the way the game was going down. But 
That's just a tough way to end the season in this building. It is. Three losses before postseason play is not ideal at all. And don't get me wrong, Arkansas has played some good teams. Alabama and Tennessee on the road, there is no tougher two-game road stretch than that in the SEC. Kentucky's been playing very well. We know that that's a quality program. Um, so you've had three tough games here, but to lose all three before postseason, it hurts momentum, it hurts confidence, cohesion. All those things are trending in the wrong direction uh, when it matters the most. So is Arkansas going to be able to turn this thing around? Because like Musk said in the post game, when this team plays good basketball and they're capable of doing that, they can win some games. They can do some things. SEC tournament is next week for Arkansas. They're going to be a 9 or 10 seed. Hey, we'll, probably by the time most of you listen to this, we'll know the answer to that. Um, but, but this loss for Arkansas today, essentially it boils down this way. It's all about the Florida and LSU game. If Florida wins, Arkansas drops to the 10 seed. They'll play the 7, uh, which might be Auburn. I don't know what the other results were. Uh, if, if LSU is able to beat Florida, then Arkansas will be in that 8-9 game, and they'll play, I believe, Mississippi State. Uh, so that's what we're looking at. It's going to be a Thursday game in Nashville at Bridgestone Arena for the Razorbacks. Um, and then if they win, if they're in the 8-9 game, they'll get a shot at Bama on Friday. If they're in that 7-10, then they would get Texas A&M um, on the Friday. But they got to take care of business in the, in the first round first, no doubt about it. Uh, still safe for the NCAA tournament. I know people tell me I'm crazy, but uh, they are in a good position to make it. Uh, but, you know, just with the expectations of this team coming into the season and with the way things have ended here at, at the end of the regular season, uh, it hasn't matched up. So you're wondering, do they have that magic in them to make another run here in March? Do they have? They have the talent. But can they turn that corner and do it consistently over the course of several high-pressure-packed games? That's what we're getting ready to find out. Is Arkansas going to go dancing? I think they are. I sure do. It's not going to be a great seed. It's not going to be an easy matchup. Probably not going to be a preferable location that hasn't stopped them in the past. But I understand if you're concerned about it. It's just been a consistently inconsistent season for the Razorbacks. And today here against Kentucky was a perfect microcosm of it. Hopefully they get this thing turned around and finish this year out on a strong note and start playing their best basketball at the time that it matters the most. We're waiting to see it. It's been Curtis Wilgerson with Hogsports.com. Always appreciate you guys tuning in. Always love, even in a loss, a frustrating one like today, love being in here in Bud Walton Arena. It's been a pleasure. We'll catch you down the road. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.